What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing absolutely well. It's another great day in the neighborhood, and uh, yeah, lots of good things going on in the world of pro wrestling. Hope you have a lot of good things going on in your world as well. Shout out to everyone hanging out with us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. We appreciate you. Also, a big shout out to everybody who joins us, of course, right here on our podcast. If you are subscribed, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate you and all that you're doing. If you're not subscribed and you're brand new, welcome aboard. All you have to do is go ahead and click that subscribe button and you can be notified as soon as we drop episodes. You don't have to wait for anyone to tell you. And then on top of that, rate us as well. Let us know what you think. Let the whole world know what you think of the faction. All right, time to get into some news. Let's start with the ratings from Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, of course, was the follow-up to the Helena Cell pay-per-view. And on Monday Night Raw this week, they pulled in an average of 1.732 million viewers. Uh, that's actually down from last week. It's about a 40,000 viewer dip where they were at 1.777 million viewers. Now, in fairness to Monday Night Raw, it battled this week, uh, week six of Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears and the LA Rams, which did about 10.5 million viewers. Now, interestingly enough, you know, we've talked before about what happens during the hours. Hour one was the biggest hour of Raw this week at 1.859 million, dropping to 1.75 million at hour two and hour three, 1.58 five million viewers of course it's the first episode of raw under the 14th reign as world champion for randy orton we started to see uh what looks like i don't know interest between the fiend and drew mcintyre in randy orton in the wwe championship so some interesting things there we started getting an idea of what the survivor series teams will look like uh for raw we had qualifying matches for the men. We found out the entire women's team. We found out, of course, it'll be champion versus champion, WWE champion versus universal champion. We also know that the tag champs from both brands will be battling each other, as will the U.S. champ and the intercontinental champion as well. So a couple of things kind of coming out of Hell in a Cell going into Survivor Series. Let's start by saying this. I've already said I'm not a fan of a Randy Orton title reign. It's just not exciting. And I will say this, I don't want The Fiend served up to Randy Orton. The Randy Orton-Bray Wyatt feud that happened a couple of years ago wasn't as good as it could be, and the payoff match at WrestleMania was downright abysmal. I think we all remember the weird special effects of the ring, and yeah, it just wasn't a cool thing. Now, granted, we're dealing with The Fiend at this point, who I will just submit does not need a championship. He's kind of, in my mind, got that status like an undertaker of sorts where who he is as a character is so intriguing that we don't need to see him in the world title hunt. But I will ask this again, you know my biggest issue with WWE has been an issue of continuity, right? So let's kind of work this out. Last week, The Fiend shows up on Raw and is in a battle with Retribution goes through them they're not trying to get any recourse this week instead now he moves on to the world champion but the former world champion should also get a shot right and then you've got the money in the bank winner being the Miz I don't know how I feel about all this 
but it's kind of interesting, I guess, and uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled on it. The other thing that is kind of glaring here is a Survivor Series without NXT. Let's be completely honest. Last year's Survivor Series was all about NXT. And the intrigue of Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT brought us some dream scenarios. And NXT absolutely crushed. So for NXT not to be a part this year... I think takes away from the the Survivor Series event. Now, I think there are some practical reasons we do know about the COVID outbreaks that have happened at NXT and the Performance Center which have impacted NXT programming in general. They've really tried hard to keep the Raw and SmackDown competitors separate and away from the NXT competitors for these very reasons. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how all of this goes down uh, for Survivor Series, which is just about three weeks away or so. But uh, I don't know. Now, in terms of the Raw team, the Raw team so far looks pretty impressive. You've got AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and Sheamus. All three, I think, are great representatives. Of course, we'll find out on Friday who will represent the SmackDown team. But it should be interesting. And again, I'd love to know from you. Do you want to see NXT in this mix uh, or are you intrigued by what we're already seeing for Raw and SmackDown for the Survivor Series? Let's talk about that by way of social media. All right. A couple of other pieces of news to talk about. Ring of Honor has made a very interesting decision as they have removed two very notable names from their roster. Removed from the ROH website is Marty Skrull and Dan Math. Now, for some who may not remember either of those two names, at the top of the year, there was a lot of news about Marty Skrull. If you'll remember, and I know the top of the year seems like 20 years ago right now, right? At the top of the year, Marty Skrull was deciding, uh, will I go to Ring of Honor? Will I go to uh, the NWA? He had made an appearance in the NWA, and he was given kind of a unique space. Will he go to AEW? The decision was he got a new contract with Ring of Honor, became their lead booker, started doing things between Ring of Honor and the NWA, which was supposed to culminate in an NWA title match at the Crocs. Cut pay-per-view between Nick Aldis, the NWA champion, and Marty Skrull. Well, the pandemic hits, Crockett Cup is canceled, ROH stops doing shows all around the country and on TV, and then June comes and a little thing called Speaking Out happens, and names like Dan Math and Marty Skrull are heavily chronicled in this Speaking Out movement. As a result, uh, we've not heard from either of them. And the intriguing thing is some way ask, well, what's taken so long? Because, you know, when other names were mentioned across varying brands, be they Impact, AEW or WWE, rather swift action was taken, whether there was an investigation, whether there was suspension uh, or even firing. Well, in this particular case, Sinclair Broadcasting did do their research. They did do an investigation. It has taken notoriously long. It's been four months since speaking out. However, the fact that Skrull is not on the website, the fact that Skrull has not been used on the tapings, the fact that Skrull is not even involved in booking could be a big statement. Same thing for Dan Math, who uh, both of them were doing some pretty significant things in Ring of Honor. So, 
there's word that they perhaps have not been removed from the roster, et cetera, et cetera. But what we do know is they're not on the website and not being on the website as part of the roster is often a big and telling move. So we'll keep our eyes on what's happening with Ring of Honor and those two gentlemen. Now, as I mentioned, Marty Skrull was certainly serving as a bridge between Ring of Honor and the NWA. Well, we have seen in 2020 another bridge formed between the NWA and AEW. And we first saw it back in August when the NWA World Women's Champion Thunder Rosa appeared on AEW TV, ultimately getting a match against the AEW Women's Champion, which is Hikaru Shida. Well, they had a great match, and as many saw, what happened with Thunder Rosa in AEW absolutely elevated the AEW Women's Division. And that happened with a match that she had with Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, of course, coming from NXT and WWE, uh, she was released during the whole pandemic set of releases, shows up in AEW, they put on a clinic, many called it the best women's match in AEW history, and so it really elevated the game, we found out Serena Deeb has been signed to AEW, which is a big move, well last night, a big wrinkle happened in the NWA, as part of the primetime live pay-per-view that they are a part of with the United Wrestling Network, Serena Deeb had a rematch against Thunder Rosa. This time it was for the NWA Women's World Championship. And congratulations are in order to Serena Deeb as she is the new NWA Women's Champion defeating Thunder Rosa. So this gets very interesting because we've got some history being made. We had history made as the first time that an NWA Women's Champion appeared on AEW television. This equally gets interesting as for the first time ever you have an AEW signed talent who now holds the NWA Women's World Championship. And it would not surprise me at all to see Serena Deeb on AEW television tonight with the NWA Women's World Championship. This gets more interesting because congratulations on social media have come out from both the NWA and AEW. So what happens with this NWA Women's World Championship? Does it appear on AEW television like it has in the past with Thunder Rosa? Does Serena Deeb, of course, now end up defending the NWA Championship around the world, which kind of makes sense? Do we have more of a working partnership and relationship between the NWA and AEW? And let's not forget perhaps one of the biggest names involved in all of this, that being Thunder Rosa. Could she now become a part of the AEW roster? Will she be a part of WWE? Will she get a rematch for the NWA Women's World Champion? I've got a lot of questions and I like this intrigue and it excites me. So I'll certainly be looking out for it and I hope you are as well as we will keep you posted on what's going on in the NWA. Uh, big moves again, just about a week or so ago, maybe two weeks now, uh, Elijah Burke, aka the Pope, becomes the NWA 
television champion, which is a big deal. I haven't mentioned it on this podcast, but I will now. That is the United Wrestling Network is starting a tournament to crown their first ever world champion, the United Wrestling Network or the UWN World Champion. I'm not sure how I feel about that, considering this primetime live situation was supposed to be really heavily focused on the NWA, or at least that's the understanding I have. So which world championship will get more prominence? Can you really have two world titles defended on the same show on a regular basis? Lots of questions. I'm the guy who comes up with the questions at times, right? So it'll be interesting to see. I'd love to get your thoughts on, of course, Serena Deeb, the new NWA Women's World Champion. Before we go, we got a very big night in the world of pro wrestling tonight on the NXT side of things of course it's NXT's Halloween Havoc which should be amazing it's the first time we've seen Halloween Havoc uh, in 20 years the very first time it will be under the umbrella of NXT however this should be interesting tonight we know there's some spin the wheel make the deal matches that are supposed to happen but there's another situation going on in WWE and in NXT connected again to COVID-19 WWE has asked everyone who was at the Performance Center on October the 16th to quarantine themselves for two weeks due to possible exposure to COVID-19. Now, according to Dave Meltzer, there was another breakout of sorts at the Performance Center. Details are a bit sketchy, but again, it happened last Friday. And so uh, now... This is getting very interesting. How will this impact Halloween Havoc? We don't know yet. Obviously, we'll have to find out tonight. But boy, this is going to be uh, some significant, significant things. Could it change the main events? Could it change? I, I don't know. But we'll have to definitely watch out and check out for it. That's going down tonight. Meanwhile, on the AEW side of things, Dynamite should be interesting as we'll get the follow-up, of course, to the big MJF Chris Jericho situation. We've got more tournament action to determine the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. And I've got some more news for you. I just mentioned, of course, Serena Deeb winning the NWA Women's World Championship. I've got some word that tonight on AEW Dynamite, she will be defending the NWA Women's World Championship against Layla Hirsch. So this is going to be really, really exciting to see. If you're unfamiliar with Layla Hirsch, I'll show you how tough she is. She was involved just a couple of weeks ago in Josh Barnett's blood sport as part of the big GCW collective weekend. Yeah. And there were only four women involved in that and they were all tough, tough women. So Layla Hirsch going up against Serena Deep for the NWA Women's World Championship. That's happening tonight on AEW Dynamite. There will be a TNT title match with Cody against Orange Cassidy. It's going to be a lumberjack match. Pentagon Jr. will take on Kenny Omega. Uh, it's going to be a great, great night. So another great night of pro wrestling. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be absolutely amazing. So uh, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a great night for pro wrestling tonight. I want to know, as always, which will you be checking out? Will you be checking out Dynamite Live? Will you be checking out NXT? Will you flip between the two? Do you record one and watch the other? 
What's your watching habits? Let's talk about that right now. It's been a full show of news, so I hope you guys have absolutely enjoyed it. Let us know what you're thinking about all of this by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. Until next time, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day. I need my people. Here we go.